With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hola, amigos. This is Ray Hudson from Being Sports and Sirius XMFC, and you are listening to Barça Talk. Hello and welcome to Barca Talk, the podcast for Barca fans. I'm Brian Henderson in Buffalo, New York, and I'm not really your host today. I'm only here at the top of the show to introduce you to a new member of the Barca Talk team. We're undergoing expansion here at the show as I'm trying to get off the mic a little bit. Gabriel might look and be get off the mic a little bit too. So we put out a call for new people to join the team here, and I am happy to welcome and introduce to you the newest voice on the show who will be contributing regularly. Alejandro Viegas is joining us from Miami. He works as a journalist. He has radio and podcasting experience, too. And he's a diehard Barcelona fan. And he's already infused a lot of new energy into what we're doing here. On top of that, we're launching a brand new podcast with him, similar to Barca Talk, in Spanish, featuring Alejandro and Mariana Guzman as the hosts. They'll talk about all things Barcelona in Spanish. So we're excited to have Alejandro here on Barca Talk, but even more exciting is the birth of a new podcast called ADN or ADN Barça for those who want to listen in Spanish. Alejandro will tell you a little bit more about that during this episode. So without any further ado, let me hand the reins over to Alejandro Villegas. Hello, friends from Barca Talk. Thank you for being back with us. I'm Alejandro Villegas, and I'm very excited to be part of the team now to join uh, the Barca Talk team. I'm very excited with the opportunity. Thank you to Brian and to Gabriel for expanding and let us join the team and make it a little more fun for you guys. So uh, first, before we start talking about the Football Club Barcelona, I want to talk a little bit about myself and my experience uh, with Barca. I've been a Barca fan since, um, since I remember, since being a kid, since being a, a child. Uh, the first Barcelona that I remember, it's the Luis van Gaal team, the Dutch revolution that uh, started around uh, the late 90s. And that's, that's, those are the first years that I remember. I was born in 1992, so I obviously wasn't watching Barcelona when they won their first uh, Champions League. I, I come a little later than that. So I got the maybe the bad part, the bad seasons that Barcelona had those years uh, when they even suffered sometimes to get into the Champions League. And I got to watch that team that I was uh, really full of the, just Dutch players. And Louis van Gaal did that revolution and maybe brought back a little bit of the, the Dutch influence in football club Barcelona. Yeah, by that time, I was a very huge fan of Patrick Kluivert. Uh, he was my, my favorite player, and I actually had the 
the chance, the opportunity to interview him when I got here to Miami. I live in Miami right now. And I got to interview him and talk a little bit about that Barcelona. And that was probably one of the, my favorite moments as a journalist. So after that, obviously, my, my favorite moments with Barca. Uh, go back to the Ronaldinho era. Uh, the, the guy that brought the fun memories back to Barcelona, who brought the joy uh, back to Barca, as Pep Guardiola said. I think he's he's probably the main reason why Barcelona came back to the right track and came back to championships and especially European championships when they they won that Champions League in Paris. So I I really remember that as my one of my favorite moments my favorite moments as a Barcelona fan as a Barcelona follower. I was a fan back there. I, I wasn't a journalist, so I could really enjoy. Uh, very much that championship. I remember the the four fantastics with Ronaldinho, Deco, uh, Henry, Thierry Henry, uh, Ludovic Julia, and that was that was a great team. Especially having Xavi, maybe watching also the the first moments of Iniesta goal at Stamford Bridge, and of course having uh, Lionel Messi coming right behind that that era. I think that was uh, probably one of the uh, well, the first fun moments for me, uh, to me, being a, a Barcelona fan, watching all that action going on, all that beautiful play, beautiful game being played at Camp Nou. Um, after that, obviously, came the Samuel Etoera, and I, he became my, my favorite player right after Patrick Kluivert. So I think that those two would be my, my favorite uh, Barcelona players from all time. Patrick Kluivert and Samuel Leto. I think they were uh, two forwards that I really liked, that I really enjoyed watching. Obviously, before Lionel Messi got there and, and all what we've seen, which is historic. But I think those two are really my two favorite players, Patrick Kluivert and Samuel Leto. And I think that's that's what made me uh, such a huge Barcelona follower and Barcelona fan. Now, as a journalist, I have to be a little more objective sometimes for the media that I work for. And I try to be more of an analyst and try to go besides my fandom for club, uh, football club Barcelona, but uh, it's uh, it's also fun to be just sometimes just a fan and talk to my fellow Barcelona uh, fans and enjoy a little bit of watching the games and just being a fan for a moment. Uh, with that, I just have to go to uh, my next subject, which is uh, what's going on with football club Barcelona right now. And we heard uh, you guys listen to the uh, past episode with Brian Henderson without Gabriel, because he had some problems, but you had a, a very good analysis of the Barca-Napoli game, the tie, the 1-1 for the first leg of the uh, round of 16 in the Champions League. I think it was a very good result, a, a game that could have been very complicated. We've seen how how hard it has been for Barcelona this year, especially uh, out of Camp Nou. I think that's a very great result against a very complicated team that got to score first, that got to control the game at some point. And I think Barcelona did a great job in the second half to come back, to score, to tie the game real fast and to get back. In Now we have a good result. Sadly, we won't have uh, Vidal and Busquets because uh, of the cards that they got, especially Vidal at the end of the game. That was a, a little... Sh- Childish, if you if you would, but that's fine. I mean, we have a good result, and I think they, they can make it. Even though they they're probably only gonna have around twelve players from the first team, and that's gonna make it a little bit more complicated. 
But well, I think that's it's good news that Barcelona found a way to tie that game, and hopefully Gerard Piquet's it's back before the Clásico. And we are a little bit uh, worried about it. We we haven't heard bad news so far, so I guess Piquet will be ready for for that game. And we will be talking about the Clásico a little bit later. For, but before that, I want to talk about the Real Madrid loss, and not not focusing on the loss itself because we're. We're not a Real Madrid uh, podcast, and we're not going to talk about him just for a classic, but nothing else. Um, because Kike Setien was there at Santiago Bernabeu to watch the game, and then not only he watched the Manchester City win at Bernabeu, again, Pep Guardiola winning at his second favorite house in Spain, and but he also had a, a glass of wine with Pep after the game, and I guess just exchanging ideas and we all know oh obviously it's it's going to be the first classico for Kike Setien and he probably wanted he probably wanted to have that input from Pep Guardiola who was such a such an important man for Barcelona and if if you all remember probably you do remember that 2-6 at Santiago Bernabéu that was really probably the best game we've all had as Barcelona fans especially against Real Madrid that that 2-6 and maybe the 5-0 that they got at Camp Nou 2 with Pep Guardiola as a manager. So great that they had to uh, sit down. They got the opportunity to sit down and have a glass of wine and talk a little bit of, about what Barcelona can do against Real Madrid in La Liga. Maybe if, if, and if they win, they're going to get five points ahead of the biggest rival in La Liga with only 12 games left. Well, actually, 13 games left after this, or with, or counting this El Clásico of next Sunday. And talking about a classic move, we have Neymar again suiting Football Club Barcelona. It's the third time uh, Neymar if, uh, fills out a, a suit against Barcelona this time, and it has to be with the same process. It's just uh, bureaucratic. Uh, suit again uh, by Neymar. He's asking for 6.5 million euro more than he is already asking before in the previous uh, suit. So I, 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 I don't know. I don't understand Neymar sometimes if he really wants to come back and he wanted to be back with Messi with and with the team that gave him maybe the, his best moments as a as a soccer player. I think a good first step would be just stopping suing the team. I don't know why. Uh, he keeps doing that. I, I guess he's his, his agent, his dad, uh, are always trying to get more and more money and they get a little greedy and make Neymar do this uh, dumb thing. Because if you're trying to get back, to, if you're trying to get out of Paris, the best thing you can do is try to be happy with Football Club Barcelona. We saw what he did uh, the past summer trying to get out of Paris. He didn't show up. On time, he, I mean, he looked like he was out of the team at that point. But after that, nothing happened. And Messi has said uh, more than five, six, and seven times in different interviews that he would like to have Neymar back. And we know how important Messi's word can be when we're talking about that thing. So uh, hopefully that happens. And Hopefully, I, I mean, we can talk about Neymar maybe in the future, maybe in the summer when this subject comes back to life. But I'm really just not understanding what's going through Neymar's head when he's trying to suit Barcelona. 
again and again. So third time, asking again for millions from Barca who are really struggling to pay their players. So I don't know what he's doing. And now talking about overpaying or paying players, we have to talk a little bit about Martin Braithwaite because Martin Braithwaite uh, came to Barcelona maybe at the wrong time and maybe when nobody wanted to know about more millions being spent on and players that are not going to change really what the team's doing. And I know, and my opinion, uh, I'm going to tell you right after this, but I want to give you some information about uh, Braithwaite because I think it's it's really interesting because Barcelona went to talk and went to get a uh, forward that is not really, uh, or hasn't been in his career uh, like a huge scorer. If you count in his experience with the Danish team, he's from Denmark, and the games that he's played, the teams he's played for, we have uh, I mean he played first, he had to talk he had to play in France for Bordeaux and Toulouse he also played in the Football League Championship with Middlesbrough and for all those teams, I mean he hasn't really scored those many games, let's let's go through them so you guys get a, a, a real a glance of what he's done so far in his career. So in France, in a total of 108 games, he only scored 28 goals and had five assists. We're talking about 108 games and he only had uh, 28 goals. Then when he moved to the Premier League, he had eight goals in, 30, in 36 games and two assists in one season and a half in the Football League championship he wasn't really a big scorer there either and then uh, when he came to Leganes his this is uh, this was going to be his second season with the Leganes in La Liga he scored only 10 goals in 43 games and he had seven assists uh, with Leganes he he played one game with Barcelona he had an assist if you, if you want to count what he did in in that game against Eibar so what we've seen from these numbers we're seeing They went for a guy, they paid 18 millions for a guy that doesn't score that many goals. I mean, he's a very fast forward. He's a very good athlete. And he can, I think he would have been a good uh, sub for Luis Suarez. And that's that's the main problem. We didn't have Suarez. He got injured once again. And he said it different times. Barcelona needs another nine, another forward because they had, Other options like Carles Perez, like Ansu Fati, they've given them some minutes, but they're not really uh, the real substitution for Suarez. They brought uh, Antoine Griezmann as well, paying 120 million or something around those numbers. A lot of money, but not to play the exact position that Suarez is playing or not to play as a nine forward, even though he has to, I mean, he had to get to that role once uh, Suarez left. So, My opinion about the signing, I think they overpaid because obviously Leganes knew and that was the clause. They had to pay all that money, but he he should have been uh, way more, uh, way cheaper than whatever they paid in in that transaction. And I, I don't understand how they get rid of Carlos Perez, Abel Ruiz, Paco Alcácer, who was the perfect sub for uh, Luis Suarez. And he was with Barca last season. They sold him. They got rid of, in the past, they got rid of Sandro Munir and so many different names that have gone through Barcelona's uh, 
payroll and not even gotten a chance to play as the backup of Luis Suarez. So, I mean, I understand the signing. I'm not really talking negatively about this player, but I think they just once again overpaid for a player that could have been found for way less money and maybe with more goals. So for the future, uh, they probably are thinking about uh, Rodrigo Astuani and Angel Lautaro Martinez, who will probably be the, the best option if you're trying to find a good forward to try and just sub uh, Luis Suarez or to be the next Luis Suarez for Football Club Barcelona. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen anytime soon, especially after what they did. And I, I don't know if they're hoping uh, Braithwaite is going to score a lot of games, a lot of goals in the 13 games that they have left. Uh, but they had, they put a thir uh, 300 million buyout, which is something crazy. Nobody's going to pay that for a, a forward that is going to turn 19 in June of this year. But they also signed him for four seasons and a half. So the remaining of the, this season and then four seasons past that. So that's a lot of time, a lot of money to be paid for a player that probably is not going to be that good. So hopefully he's, he proves everybody wrong and maybe gets, a, I don't know, 10 goals in the rest of the season with Barcelona, which could be a possibility, especially with the with the so many options that Barcelona creates. And we saw him, uh, we saw that in the game against Abar, And I think that would be a, a good option. Uh, hopefully uh, Braith White gets so many chances that he can uh, just start scoring goals for Barcelona. That would be great for all of us. Would I play him in El Clásico? Probably not. I mean, obviously he, he can only play in the in La Liga. He can't play really in, in Champions League. And that's uh, another negative issue about this late signing from Leganes. But I don't know if, if he's quite ready for uh, El Clásico so fast. I mean, we saw him again against Eibar. It was the game that was already... Uh, Going well for Barcelona it was an easy, easy decision to put him as a as a sub. But starting against Real Madrid at Santiago Bernabéu, I think is is not really a good option. Even though he has scored there before uh, against Real Madrid, but uh, um, I think there uh, Setién Kike Setién is going to go back to Vidal again, especially knowing that he's not going to be able to play in the Champions League for the. Uh, the second game against Napoli. And I think they're just going to go back to having Vidal and in joining Griezmann and Messi out, out in front. So hopefully you guys liked it. I am going to be back sometime soon because I also have a podcast in Spanish that will be premiering next Sunday at the Barça, And hopefully you guys enjoy it. I'm going to be with Mariana Guzman, who is a journalist that lives over there in Barcelona, and she's always at Camp Nou. Hopefully, you guys like it, and hopefully, we're going to hear from you guys. I want to listen. I want to read about your, your comments. What do you guys think about this new era that we're living now in Barca Talk? So, thank you for listening to me. Enjoy El Clásico and Visca Barca. Hopefully, Barcelona wins, the game, uh, wins this game. Hopefully, Barcelona wins this game, and we have... Four, uh, five points over Real Madrid in La Liga. And you guys, remember, on Monday, besides the regular Barca Talk episode, we're going to have ADN Barca for those that speak Spanish as well. So thank you very much and see you soon. Mm -hmm.
This episode of Barca Talk is a production of Sound It Media, written and produced by Alejandro Villegas with help from Brian Henderson. Two Point Go handles our social media and promotion. Until next time, Pisco Barca. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.